Is there a correlation between physical inactivity and poor health? Are there psychological benefits to exercise? Stay tuned as we answer these questions and more on the One in Five. Hey everyone, welcome to the One in Five, the show for those who want to know how to be healthy, how to stay healthy, and how to promote health in your community. I'm your host, Adam Renshaw, and in today's show, we have Dr. David Mark with us again, and we're going to be talking about the benefits of physical exercise or aerobic exercise. Uh, Dr. Mark, let's just get right into it. My first question for you is, is there a difference between physical activity and exercise, and what is it? Yeah, there is. When we talk about physical activity, we're basically talking about movement, you know, which is keeping keeping active, keeping you know, walking around your house, getting out of your chair. Uh, exercise, we're talking about. You know, you're really trying to to get your heart rate up, to get your get your blood pressure up, to really focus on getting in shape and getting better. So it's more vigorous activity. So that's an important distinction as we're talking about the benefits, the health benefits of exercise versus activity. Okay, so so activity, I mean, my my Apple Watch tells me to get up and stand every hour. That's physical activity. That's yeah. not exercise. Correct. Okay. Really important and useful, um, but there's there's when we're talking specifically about health benefits, there's a there are benefits to both. But we want to we want to be careful and, and clear in our language. Is there a correlation between physical inactivity and poor health? Yeah, and w- what we see, and you probably heard about this recent campaign about like sitting at your desk is the new smoking. What? Which is basically what there's been increasing data, and there was a big big uh, study in 2016 that that looked at the. Um, the, the health effects of sitting around, of sedentary lifestyle, or just sitting in your office desk eight hours a day. So th- what, what happens when, when you do that, when you have this extended sitting time? What are the health effects? And, um, and there was this analysis done in 2016 of a bunch of studies. So this is over a million individuals that were involved. Wow. And what they found was that if you, you know, daily sitting time of eight, over eight hours a day did have this increase in all-cause mortality, meaning like, you know, death from all these causes went up in in the group that had this extended sitting time. If you had that extended sitting time, but then also got some vigorous exercise every day, and what in, in this case it was like an hour or an hour and 15 minutes, um, that increased risk went away. No. So you could get back, you could be, you could get back health benefits even with an eight-hour day office job sitting at your at your desk, if you did vig- vigorous vig- physical activity for at least an hour a day, nice. So I can I can sit on my rear for eight hours, but if I exercise for over an hour, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Much. It's like it's like <laughs> if I go and eat that spinach salad first and then have biscuits and gravy, I'm good, right? <laughs> I, think that, I think that's exactly <laughs> how it works. <laughs> and, or, or that's what I just tell myself in order to make myself feel better about eating biscuits and gravy. 
So there is a correlation between physical inactivity and poor health. Yes. So conversely, there would be a correlation between physical activity and good health. There is. And, you know, obviously th these data, um, the studies that, that involve this aren't ones where you, you have a randomized control study and you make people, you guys be sloths and you guys exercise. So a lot of the data comes just from, just from observational studies, but, um, but there, there are some real good data that show that um, exercise has benefits. And, you know, one of the big ones that we talk about was called this thing called the Framingham Heart Study. And um, there, was a, there was a group of over 250,000 men and women, and these were, you know, they were aged 50 to 71. And what they found was that if those folks had at least 20 minutes of vigorous exercise three times a week, uh, and so that's, that's sort of focused, vigorous exercise combined with just regular routine, not, not out, you know, super training, uh, for like 30 minutes a day, most days of the week. So you go out for a walk for 30 minutes. Um, there was a 50% decreased mortality risk in that group. Wow. So that's huge. So what are some of those things those people from 50 to 70 can do, 71 can do? that will get the vigorous, and that will get the regular. Yeah, so, uh, you know, regular exercise, you think of go out, go for a 30-minute walk, just walk around the block or get out and, you know, get your heart rate up a little bit. Okay. But vigorous exercise, you're talking, you're getting on the Stairmaster, you're getting on the elliptical machine on the bike, you're swimming, you're, you're, you're out, out for a jog, you know, so really a focused, I'm, I'm going to do 20 minutes of, of exercise okay. today. My parents are in that age group, that's why I ask, and I know that they are frequent walkers they go out and walk frequently but i don't think they're getting that secondary 20 minute vigorous piece that you're talking about so i would love to be able to share this with them yeah and and i think that the the, the take-home lesson is whatever you can do is better than nothing okay so if your um if your schedule is is such that you can only get out for a 30 minute walk every day or a couple times a week or if you have other, you know, you have a arthritis or some other things that limit your ability to get out and do the vigorous exercise, do what you can do. Sure. It's better than nothing. Um, that's just one. There's, there's a whole bunch of studies that, that sort of show this correlation, this benefit in, in mortality. There's a benefit in terms of cardiovascular disease, reducing your risk of heart attack or of stroke. Um, you can reduce your. You can Im really impressively reduce your risk of, of diabetes. Okay, um, that was exercise. one of my questions. That yeah. and cardiovascular disease. Can you disease? Can you can you explain sort of how this exercise is going to first one benefit people with diabetes, second um, explain how it can help prevent. Yeah, it it, it um, you know one of the things that happens uh, with your blood glucose is that when you're exercising, that glucose can go right into your muscles without insulin. So usually your body produces some insulin, and that's what gets the, the blood glucose out of the blood vessels and into the muscle. But when you're exercising, it happens without insulin. So there's this natural benefit to exercise um, for folks who have diabetes. But then there's lots of evidence that shows that uh, exercise can prevent diabetes as well. Okay. So great news, and you know, and similarly, lots of lots of evidence showing that it can reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease. Yeah, and explain that. Uh, like, what does it do? What's the 
thing that takes place inside your body that the it's it's <laughs> it's great and you know one of the things it affects your 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 lipids your lipoprotein you develop a better um, what they call a more favorable profile so your hdl levels go up your ldl levels go down so it it helps reduce the the bad cholesterol or the problem of of bad cholesterol when you're exercising you you generally lose weight and so that that helps reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease your blood okay. pressure will come down over time okay. so it it has lots of the and all of that together means your risk of heart attack and stroke decreases decrease but your your uh your blood pressure does go up when you're exercising when right? you're exercising it does that's fine that's normal that's expected it's your resting blood pressure that we want to see re- reduced. And that happens when you exercise over time. So pro tip, if you're going to get your blood pressure taken at the doctor's office and you're waiting for the doctor to come in to do it, don't get down and start doing push-ups. Wait a little bit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Pro tip there for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's really good information. And, and for those who want to know more about cholesterol, you can refer back to a podcast that we did about cholesterol and uh, lipids. Um, and, and that's on the one in five. So uh, thanks for that, Dr. Mark. Quick, are there any psychological benefits to aerobic exercise? There really are. And in addition to the, what we call the runner's high, which is the release of natural endorphins, you know, it, there's clear evidence that um, exercise can lead to better sleep, when you sleep better, that can affect, improve your mood and reduce anxiety. And um, so it can reduce stress in the long term. So there's lots of evidence that, you know, that exercise improves, you know, your behavioral and psychological well-being through time. Okay. I want to talk to you really quick about running. Um, I hear you're training for a 50K this year. Actually, I know you trained for a 50K last year, and you weren't able to do it because it was canceled because of COVID. This is true. You're training for a 50K this year. How's it going, man? Uh, so far, so good. It turns out that uh, one of the benefits of, of exercise is it makes running less painful through time. So that's that's a great benefit. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, what are you up to? Mileage? Oh, uh, you know, our long runs are in the order of like 13 miles. A week. Okay. Uh, 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 yeah, so... Moderate stuff. What's the longest you're going to do before you do your 32? We'll do probably a marathon, which is 26. Oh, gosh. Awesome. And that's all you did last year, too. Correct. Yeah, Yeah, you said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, one last question before we go. How much, and you kind of answered this, but I just want you to repeat it as sort of a closing thought um, to those who are listening to this podcast. How much exercise should we get daily slash weekly? Yeah, so the, uh, again, whatever you can get in your schedule is great. But if you can do 20 minutes a day, and if you can do 30 minutes three times a week, you're in good shape. Okay, awesome. Motion is lotion, movement <laughs> is medicine. Awesome, I like that. I heard that from Cody a while back. So, Especially those for, with chronic disease, right? Absolutely. Chronic yeah. illness, uh, uh, that getting that regular uh, motion in your body really, really helps. So... Uh, okay. And just a quick plug here, Dr. Mark, for those that are looking to get some exercise, you can go and sign up for Sugar Rush 2021. Are you running it? Absolutely. Okay. Are you running the, the, the half marathon or the marathon? Yes. <laughs> 
Just kidding. It's only a 5K. Go sign up for Sugar Rush 2021 at runsignup.com slash uh, just search Sugar Rush. Don't enter in the full address. If you go to runsignup.com, search for the Sugar Rush. It, uh, you'll sh- it'll show up. It's May 1st. 2021 at 10 a.m. Get pumped. Uh, Follow our Facebook page, too, if you want more info on Couch to 5K type of um, uh, encouragement there. So, all right, that's it for this episode of The One and Five. If you liked it, please hit that subscribe button. We have more great health content coming your way. Mm